the So Av podcast. Welcome to the So Af podcast with me, Enor Adeogun, a multimedia journalist on a mission to share Africa with the world. On today's episode, we're going to discuss a new report that's found the African Union Commission has a huge problem of sexual harassment in the organisation. I'm going to ask Nigerians what they would do if they experienced work harassment themselves. Today's spotlight is on Africa Women's Cup of Nations. If you don't know what that is, then I'm happy that I get to share more about it with you. It's a football tournament that I really, really, really want to see more people interested in and celebrating. But first, here are the headlines. Robert Mugabe isn't well, folks. Zimbabwe's current president has revealed the 94-year-old was due to leave Singapore in mid-October, but was too unwell to travel. In fact, there are reports that Mugabe, who ruled Zimbabwe for 37 years, I always remember that because 37 is my favourite number anyway, I digress. There are reports Mugabe can't walk. I mean, the man is 94, so the fact that he's unwell isn't that surprising? It really did get me thinking, though, about the legacy that we leave when our time is up. The world will not weep when Mugabe is no more. But that said, his reign is over, so I have no reason to hate the man. So if you're listening, Robert, I wish you a speedy recovery. There's a crazy rumour that Nigeria's President Muhammadu Buhari is dead. And it's a rumour that's spreading like wildfire. And do you know who I blame the most for this rumour spreading to all corners of the globe? Aunties and uncles, mums and dads sending messages to each other on WhatsApp. Fake news spreads in the hands of the older generation. I actually first heard the accusation by the leader of the indigenous people of Biafra during a Facebook live broadcast. My guest last week, if you haven't listened, go and download that after. He encouraged me to do so. Namdi Kanu has claimed that a stage play artist from Sudan called Jibril Amunu al-Sudani is still at the Asso Villa impersonating, quote, a dead President Mohamedou Buhari because Nigerians have not staged mass protests to demand for proof of his true identity. I mean, I don't know what the science behind cloning is, but I must say, if Nigerian scientists and doctors and surgeons have been able to pull off what was achieved in face-off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, and I take my hat off to them. Bravo. The French president Emmanuel Macron has announced that France will return 26 artworks taken from Benin State in Nigeria, and my heart is warmed. It's crazy to me that countries that marched their way into African countries and stole during the colonial era haven't rectified the crimes of their ancestors. His announcement follows an expert's report recommending that African treasures in French museums be returned to their countries of origin. I've shared in a previous episode my shock of discovering Nigerian sculptures in Watford's local industrial museum. 
I am a firm believer that art should be returned to the countries that they were looted from so that people in the country can enjoy them. And if outsiders want to see them, then they should buy a flaming ticket and fly there to help boost tourism in the country. A Kenyan mother has been jailed for six years for forcing her 13-year-old twin daughters to undergo female genital mutilation. This is another issue that I'm passionate about. And I know I keep saying this today, but you can search the SOAF archives to hear a brilliant conversation that I had with an FGM activist in Kenya that's doing brilliant work to see an end to this wicked practice. The fact that the woman has been jailed is great news as this will hopefully help send a message to other parents that FGM will not be tolerated. The twins are receiving medical treatment and the police are still investigating the matter as the mother has refused to say who performed the circumcisions. It's so important that the people that actually perform these horrific acts are also reprimanded. The Cameroonian singer Densia, who's more famous for bleaching than her voice, has launched her skin lightening product, a new one in Nigeria. It's called Whitenicious, just like the old ones. It's being promoted by, I don't know, I even know how to describe her, um, the American star Black China. Uh, they launched it at an event in Lagos. Densia is by now likely, I would imagine, to be accustomed to criticism for her licensing products. She defends them and argues that people should be free to decide if they want to lighten their skin or not. You cannot whiten though. A black person can never be white and a white person can never be black. So you cannot whiten. That's how pe- that's what people used to sell. Bleaching is when, you know when those aunties look like burnt, they have like burnt plantain, that's bleaching. Then that's when whitenicious is when you look like this. Do you know what's so ironic? According to TMZ, China has never used the product on her own skin, despite her partnership. Well, I checked out the Whitenicious Black China collection and I couldn't believe my eyes for only a mere £191.12. You two could be fairer. Yeah. I'll stick to my beautiful brown skin, methinks. The So Av Podcast. I'd love to ask people in Africa what they thought about the hashtag MeToo movement. Just over a year ago, the hashtag went viral with women sharing their stories of abuse to demonstrate the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and harassment, especially in the workplace. But how many Harvey Weinsteins are there in Africa? How many women in all walks of life could share their own hashtag MeToo story? And how many of these women would get even an iota of sympathy women in the West have got since the movement started? I need to say this because I just noticed that I said harassment instead of harassment. I grew up saying harassment, but as I have been working as a journalist, I've seen that how it's pronounced in the West, it seems is harassment and it's just become habit now. So apologies if that's what you've been thinking. Do bear with me. Back to the story. The African Union Commission has provided the perfect example of just how prevalent sexual abuse is in the workplace. An internal investigation has found the commission has a serious culture of abuse. In the report, it shows that most of the victims are short-term staff 
youth volunteers and interns looking for jobs. The team found 44 cases of alleged sexual harassment and that young women were being exploited for sex in exchange for jobs. Do you have sympathy at all for women who are coerced by people in power? People that use their position to make promises of promotions or jobs or even just take advantage by harassing women because they know that they won't want to speak up to avoid appearing like a troublemaker. How did you feel about Monica Lewinsky when details of her relationship with Bill Clinton surfaced? I never viewed her as a victim. But now that I'm an adult, I understand that she was the victim of abuse of authority. Was she truly and fairly able to consent to a sexual relationship with Bill Clinton, given the power dynamics at work between a president and a 20-something-year-old intern? I'm not convinced. Sexual harassment is a major problem for women at work in Africa. Judging by the stories I've heard while I was living in Nigeria, the sad reality is that it's come to be expected. Someone I know who I won't name was offered a mere 10,000 naira increase per month if she agreed to let her male boss see her naked. Real story. But how did we get to this point? What has led men to think that they have a right to sexually harass their colleagues? Let's hear from Nigerians about how they would deal with sexual harassment at work. I'll report to my employer. I have to report the person. I'm not going to keep quiet about it. Someone he has to be dealt with. Now, if it's from my employer, let me see my employer that's sexually harassing me, I would have to leave that company for him. I can't stay there with him. I'll just walk and leave. Um, depends on who the person is. First and foremost, I would like try and talk to the person. If it's someone I'm close to, I'll try and talk to him, like make him say reason why it won't work. But if it's somebody that I don't know, like that I'm not really close to and is harassing me sexually, I will try and talk to him. And if that doesn't work, I will like probably report to the to the management or something. I would I would I would love to have like enough evidence before taking it up, because without evidence you can't you can't use your word against the other person so you have to get enough evidence if it is uh, text messages you've been getting from the person conversations and everything that had occurred before the main incident happened so if you can get enough evidence then from there we can like take it up to the next level i would report to the hr or before that, I'll try to handle it myself because I consider myself a straightforward person. And if someone is doing something I do not like or I don't, or I find uncomfortable, I spell it out to you or to the person and let them know. And if the behavior persists, then I'll report to the HR. The So Ass Podcast. I'm the first person to raise an eyebrow when people try and throw all Africans into the same ship. You know, like when people say they're going to Africa or describe a trait that Africans have. It's as bizarre as me describing myself as European. What the hell ties me together with a Greek person or someone from Germany. But there are issues that cross borderlines and even continents. And sadly, one of these things is sexual harassment. And you can find that not only in African countries, but all over the world. 
I know what my experience was living in Nigeria and many people I know shared their stories with me. I reached out to a female activist group called Girl Child Empowerment in Zimbabwe to find out if the experience for women in the workplace there is any different. My name is Tatinda Maposa. I am the founding coordinator of Girl Child Empowerment of Zimbabwe. And can I say, and I feel, I mean, this is ignorance on my part. I just assumed because of the group that I would be speaking to a woman. But so, okay. but I mean, it, if we're talking about, you know, I, I reached out to you because I want to talk about um, the, the harassment that a lot of women face at work. I think it's really good, actually, that I can speak to a man to get a male perspective on this as well. Um. So I, I wondered, you know, sexual harass- harassment is a problem that, you know, even in the West it's being dealt with. And I know that it, it's in Africa as well. But how much of a problem is it in Zimbabwe? I think sexual harassment is, uh, is, a, is a big problem, is a problematic issue that is at work place, especially affecting young girls and women, especially with the level of uh, poverty in Zimbabwe and also with the level of uh, the un- unemployment rate. So at times you find a situation whereby someone might be given a, 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 a work or get employed in exchange of sexual favors, or someone might be insulted at, at work and uh, threatened that if you report anywhere or somewhere, you lose, you lose a job. So it's, it's an issue that us as men, uh, we have been trying to uh, educate ourselves around issues of uh, gender-based violence and sexual harassment, even at workplace. Oh, edu- edu- educate the men about it. Yes. Yes, we, we, we believe that you cannot talk of sexual harassment uh, excluding men, although our mandate is to strategically position young girls and women. So uh, that, that's why we work with, with men. And, and what is it, though, that would lead a man to think that he has that right in his position of power or wh- whatever position he is at, at work to harass someone? In terms, it's an issue of position power. In terms, it's an issue of, of political power. If someone is having a, a, some political connections in the political muscles, he, he can harass someone and then uh, threatens a, a female counterpart that even if you go and report wherever you want to go, uh, you lose a job and your case will just die a premature death. So that's not much help if 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 a woman is at work and this is what's going on what can she actually do yeah, we, we these issues we are also focusing on these issues uh, even at, at work we're also focusing with these issues even at tertiary institutions because we've got a situation whereby young girls and women are being uh, sexually harassed by uh, lecturers uh, in terms they're being sexually exploited uh, in exchange of marks in institutions. So as I'm speaking, we've been trying to come up with a piece of legislation that uh, binds uh, or is intended to protect especially the girl child or young girls and women in the event of having such a situation. So is there no laws currently to protect women that might face harassment? Yes. Wow, I see. And and this is, this is a, a, a big problem. And you know what really makes me sad is that some people commenting on these kind of issues will also blame the women that might 
you know, allow things to happen with the thinking that they might be promoted or there might be a job around the corner if they do. What do you think about people blaming women? Yeah, of course, to a certain extent, we can blame uh, uh, women that they can maybe act in such a way, being promoted or getting a job. But I think, to me, I'm a man. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on, 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 on behalf of maybe other men, so to say, maybe I'm not being fair enough, but I, I do believe that men, men are main perpetrators, especially because of uh, the economic situation, also because of poverty, uh, which uh, is the engine or which is driving uh, issues of sexual harassment at, at work. Especially when you're maybe you're a mother of one, if you are not married, and they've got a lot of things that you have to do, a lot of things that you have to cater uh, for at home, and the terms can just especially or you can just go at work and maybe on the side of maybe blaming women and then offer yourself to the men. Yes, that can happen. But usually, to me, men are on the edge. They, they, they are the ones who feel sexual harassment. Right, so what's the, the way forward, aside from this law being changed, we've got to speak to the men. We've got to, you know, let them know, right, that they don't have a right to do this. The So Afs. The African Women's Cup of Nations 2018 is currently ongoing in Accra, Ghana. It's a great football battle to determine who will be crowned the best women's national football team on the motherland. It also acts as the African qualifiers to the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup. The top three teams will qualify for the World Cup in France. Nigeria's Super Falcons are the defending champions and have won the tournament a record 10 times. Can they do it again? Well, the answer is yes. And before you say I'm biased, I'll tell you myself. Yes, I am. Welcome to the show. Of course, you're joining us live from Accra. What have been your top five highlights at Alcon 2018 so far? Top five highlights definitely have to be South Africa's performance in the tournament. It has been splendid to watch. This is a team that is the most well-prepared team for the tournament, played over six friendlies, and they are reaping the benefits of that when you look at the competition right now. Um, beating Nigeria and also beating Equatorial Guinea by that great scoreline. The other highlight is also Zambia. I was impressed to see Zambia um, dominate the first game. And yes, it looks like Equatorial Guinea seems to be the weak side. But it was lovely to see um, Chanda and the other girls just doing their thing on the pitch. It just shows how um, Southern African teams are growing into the competition. And also another highlight would also definitely be Cameroon. Um, it's 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 written on the on the wall, and you can tell that Cameroon is a team to look out for in terms of maybe unsettling um, Nigeria when it comes to winning the title. Um, this. How popular is uh, women's football in Ghana, Akosia? It's not easy to see um, women's football being talked about in Ghana that much. Um, now the interest is whipping up and any street or any corner, there are debates about the team and there's even a slogan of host and win, even though it doesn't look like it. But then that just tells me how much people are interested in women's football. I think lastly, the other highlight will be 
I, I have to talk about Gatlana, even though I've talked about the South African team. I think she has been terrific. And coming in as a sub and just getting in the goal, and she has been great to watch on the pitch. And hopefully, if things continue, I'm sure she's going to be the player of the tournament. So what lessons or takeaways can we pick from Accra for women's football on the continent? I think there are a lot of great lessons to take away from women's football um, so far that women's football is evolving. The times of seeing women's football as amusement is done and dusted. It, it should be seen as a, um, an, an avenue of getting a lot of money because in Africa, some are professionals and this is what um, gives them money at the, at the end of the day. This is what takes care of the family. So it's time now um, African countries see women's football as a way, as an export and try and invest in it more. So Akosia, let's have your quick prediction. Who will be crowned champion of Africa? It's, it, it will be tough to predict, but to be honest, I think I would scale it down to South Africa, Cameroon, or Nigeria. I do not want to, um, and maybe if I'm being optimistic as a Ghanaian, I'll add Ghana to it, but these three teams look like the teams to lift the cup. Overheard on the web. Have any of you ever heard and seen the train worker at Victoria Station who speaks Patois and reggae chats, or should I say ragga chats? One of the two. Anyway, he is simply the best. And I can't help but smile every time I hear him. I was sent this video about him that warms my heart. Enjoy. Get on board. This is a reggae reggae train. Very special yabba dabba doo, scooby doo. Good morning. Good morning to you beautiful people. Service update. Everything Christian. You know, your man, the vibes is nice, you know. London's my home. London is, is what made me who I am today when I come to England to better my life, you know what I mean? In Jamaica, the opportunity wasn't there and everything. I just see myself as another human being who love people, who gravitate towards people. Very special Yabba Dabba Doo, Scooby Doo. Good morning, good morning to you beautiful people. Service update, everything Christian, you know? Your man, the vibes is nice, you know? Victoria Station is my home, you know? It's, and the people come through is my family, you know? And when you come there, we just come together, and we just collide together as one, you know? All the hot steppers in the house, welcome to Victoria Station, you know? To the nation, where they come from east, west, north, and south, and the border, you know? Get on board, this is a reggae, reggae train. Driver, it's your time, you know? Growing up in Jamaica, everybody's like a mini MC. I follow a lot of sound system from Stone Love to Bass, so they say Kilimanjaro, you know what I mean? And we have sound clash, you know? So everybody trying to see who can beat the other one when it comes to lyrical and everything. I do it for the humor of it. A little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know. Make some plans for the weekend. Where are you going to eat the clubs? If you're going out for some rum and coke, some vodka and rum, with a slice of pineapple in the top of it with a little umbrella. Even if you're going home to watch Albi City and EastEnders, level the vibes. It's something I do easily, communicating with people, reaching out to people, you know what I mean? Beautiful people, beautiful vibes. Come this way, my brethren. Yo, rude boy, bust them shoes, my family, you know? I used to be in church and everything like that. I used to be ushering and welcoming people, so it was, it was always easy. And, and just the way my parents grow me up, you know what I mean? I've been blessed by God to meet the people I'm meeting on a day-to-day basic, you know what I mean? Big up your chest, one love, yes I. Nice it up, nice it up and spice it up, you know? Show the massive some love, you know? Let's get jiggy with it, you can do it. 
Put your back into it, Ice Cube said it. What are you doing for the weekend? I'm going up to Norfolk. Mm. Go up to the guys again. This is some ugly looking guy look like me. They'll let you through, yeah? We are driver, we are driver. We have some elders getting on. Respect to the elders, you know? Stand clear. We got to get out of here, stand clear. Driver, official bad boy of bad boy. The Mac Daddy, take these beautiful people away. I smile, you smile, the whole world smile. All we have to do is just see the best in each other and try and get the best out of each other. Enjoy your life and be happy and don't let no one, no one make you become sad and blue. Remember life is too beautiful for that, you know? Happiness now is an inborn concept, you know? You have to make that choice to be happy. Everybody have happiness inside them, but you got to activate it, you know? Seeing the joy I can bring to the people and knowing that I've made a positive impact on their life and in their day. That's what made me happy. When you look what's going on in life, it's not easy out there. If you can make someone day better, whether it's just a smile or a kind word, you got to do what you got to do. By making someone else day a better day, your day automatically work out to be a brighter and a better day. My name is Carl Downer, you know? I'm a Jamaican living in London. The So Ass Podcast. listening to another episode of the SOAF podcast don't forget that you can get in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at Enor Adeogum don't forget to subscribe and share like review five stars please until next week bye bye